0: For decades, there's been a conspiracy called the Clinton Body Count, a conspiracy that says people close to Bill and Hillary Clinton have an unfortunate habit of dying. This conspiracy theory is so popular, it's often featured in memes. So why is it that their latest associate who committed suicide in one of the most bizarre ways is not even being talked about in the conspiracy theory community? And then we meet a young woman in Boston who believes that she stumbled upon a nest of vampires. Well, this isn't just a few old monster men hanging out in the city. No. She's discovered the National Vampire Association. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope you guys had a great weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command, long-time contributor to the Patreon, long-time supporter of the show, one of the earliest listeners of the show. Give it up for Cantillions. Woo, yeah! Come on in, buddy. Come on in. Cantillions. Cantillions. A really, really cool dude. And he is in this episode because he sent me a box of Bigfoot stuff. That's a Bigfoot call alarm. So I just do that, right? That's only going to be the sound effect on the show from now on. And he sent me some Bigfoot post-it notes. And he sent me a Star Wars Pest dispenser. I don't know where the Star Wars Pest dispenser came from. He sent me a bunch of cool stuff. A little Chewbacca, that's a Bigfoot dude. Cantillians, thank you so much. These type of presents always light up my day. Cantillians, you're going to be our captain or pilot this episode. If you guys can't send me Star Wars Pez Dispensers, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really, really helps out a lot. I also got to say this. This is the last week of Season 18. So after this week, I will be taking a two-week hiatus. Feel free to peruse the back catalog. I will just be laying on the couch like a big old lump, taking a break from the show. But, oh, however, um, I will still be putting out daily TikTok. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, the TikTok, Instagram, wherever you want to look at this stuff. That's not going away because it'll just take like five minutes to do. So I'll still be doing daily updates on the YouTube channel and all that, the, those one minute true crime videos that are really blowing up. They're really, really doing good. Cantillians, let's go ahead and toss the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed all the way out to Arkansas. (laughs) We're headed out there because... This is an old-school conspiracy theory. I remember back in the 90s, my stepdad totally 100% believed in the Clinton body count. This is an old-school conspiracy theory that people close to the Clintons having nasty habit of dying in very odd ways. And and like I said in the intro, this has become a meme. You can a lot of times show like a picture of a van on fire and it said they were on their way to, to deliver some tapes from Hillary Clinton and they blew up. It's a meme. You'll find a lot of memes about people being associated with Bill and Hillary Clinton dying. And you have everything from... I think the, the there was a couple plane crashes that happened with people who were connected to them and that's when conspiracy theorists were kind of like hmm that's kind of interesting how many private plane crashes can you can you have in a row that of all these people bill and hillary clinton are parachuting down and i want to say here too i mean despite that Hanna Barbera esque cartoon version of their friends thing i'm not even getting into the politics of this thing i really don't care about the politics just looking at the conspiracy theory just looking at this particular conspiracy theory i basically am accusing him of multiple murders but i'm not talking about politics the clinton body count it came to my attention and i think this is when it really hit the mainstream was when vince foster very close personal friend of the clintons specifically hillary clinton i read a big write i'll see if i can find it in the show notes but years ago i read a big write-up about vince foster he was the one he was a close personal advisor of the clintons And he got caught up in something called Travelgate, which was basically the conspiracy. This was the Clintons came into the White House, fired a bunch of people so they could hire their friends to be in charge of the Travel Bureau of the White House. And this got in the media and it was a big controversy. And apparently he was telling people he was depressed. He didn't want to go back to Arkansas, holding his head in shame that he got caught up in this. So he shot himself. That's the official story. Now, you'll hear that he shot himself twice in the back of the head or he shot himself with two different calibers of guns. That's what I remember hearing back in the 90s. I remember my stepdad hated the Clintons. He hated their guts. So if a leaf blew the wrong direction, he's like, ah. So I remember, and and back then, we didn't have access to the Internet. It didn't exist. And so you just kind of heard, you read stuff in conspiracy zines or conspiracy books and stuff like that. I think the again the official story is that he shot himself once through the mouth and that he was telling people he was depressed. Then the conspiracy theory is like, no, that was a cover-up. He actually killed himself multiple times. But that's just the setup for the conspiracy body count, is this meme and this conspiracy theory. Supposedly, well, they a bunch of people have died associated with the cleanse. I'm not denying that, but the question is, are they responsible for them? Long-standing boomer conspiracy theory. It'll be around long after they have passed on. And that's why I find this so interesting because it's such an old conspiracy theory and a new meme that this story I'm about to tell you is jaw-droppingly not reported anywhere in the conspiracy theory community. Nowhere. And I also think this is interesting because this is an example of the Streisand effect. I would never have heard of this if a lawsuit hadn't been filed trying to cover up this story. So on May 7th, 2022, in Perryville, Arkansas, so what is that, like, last month? Perryville, Arkansas, a cl- this is nuts. You guys are not going to believe you have not heard this before in the conspiracy community. Mark Middleton, he was a close advisor to Bill Clinton. He was. He worked with him when Bill Clinton was in the White House very, very close to the president, and a man who was responsible for letting Jeffrey Epstein into the White House, inviting Jeffrey Epstein into the White House seven times. It was Mark Middleton. Mark Middleton was basically the middle man between Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton when he came to the White House. Now, Jeffrey Epstein apparently visited the White House 17 times. And seven of those times was Mark Middleton was bringing him into the White House. Okay? Weird. We all know Jeff Epstein's a monster. Anyone connected to him? Weird, right? Him being in the White House with President Bill Clinton. Weird. Totally unsavory, right? Makes you think about a bunch of stuff. Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express and all that stuff. But that's not the craziest part of the story. Because we know those two guys hung out. We know that Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton hung out. Mark Middleton was the guy who would bring him into the White House seven out of these 17 times recorded, uh, right? Who knows how many times he came and this wasn't recorded. But anyways, Mark, that now I'm making up a side conspiracy theory that they don't write down everyone's names when they visit the White House. Mark Middleton on May 7, 2022, killed himself. He killed himself 30 miles away from his home. He lived in Perryville. He, 30 miles away, he went to a place called Heifer Ranch. Or Heifer Ranch? You know, like the that big cow from Rocco's Modern Life? I think it's Heifer. Heifer Ranch. And the authorities, when they get called out for this suicide, they ask, "Did he was he invited here? And they're like, no, he wasn't even supposed to be here. We just found him like this. And they're like, does he have any connection to this place? And Heifer Ranch is like, no. Like, he might have visited at some point, but why he chose here to kill himself, we don't know. But that's not even the weirdest part. The weirdest part isn't that this guy personally knew Jeffrey Epstein and introduced him to Bill Clinton at least seven times. The weirdest part isn't that he drove 30 miles to a place that wasn't his home. The weirdest part is this. The Vince Foster thing, the official report is he shot himself once through the mouth. And the conspiracy theory is that he shot himself several times or there was two different calibers of guns. There was one gun located. It was like a 38 snub something like that, that he used to shoot himself. And it was next to his body when he was dead. That's the official report. And you can say, Jason, that's not the real story. But that's the official report. The official report for this story is that Mark Middleton, 59 years old, husband and father, this is how he killed himself. He brought a table out to somewhere on this ranch. So he wouldn't be disturbed. So he brings a table and he has an extension cord. Not a rope. He takes an extension cord and wraps it over a tree, wraps it around his neck, pulls out a shotgun, shoots himself in the chest, and then hangs himself. That's the official report. That's insane. That is conspiracy theory fodder. Now, here's the thing. I am not... saying that, oh, this means that the Clintons killed him and this is another member of the Clinton body count. And I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is I'm surprised no one else is saying that. That's what I find really, really shocking. This was reported. Originally, it was reported on Radar Online. It's a gossip site. It's a celebrity gossip site. And their headline was, quote, he was murdered. (laughs) That was their headline. And then it goes on to say, bombshell claims surround makeshift gallows, death of Clinton's special advisor who let sicko Jeffrey Epstein into White House. There's a little editorializing in that headline, but it's fine. Radar online is a rag. That was published like two months ago and nobody picked up on it. The only reason I knew that this had even happened was the Daily Mail, which again is a total gossip rag, covered this. And the reason why it was in the news then is the family of Mark Middleton says, we want an official lock. We want to seal all the documents regarding this. We don't want photos getting out. We don't want video getting out. We don't want drawings getting out. We want to tamp this down because they said they were getting harassed by conspiracy theorists over this. But I live in this conspiracy theory world. I stumbled across it one morning reading the news. I might've even been on Drudge Report, which is fine. You know, I want this news to be out there, but the conspiracy theory, I, I always find it so interesting what the conspiracy theory community focuses on. Now, again, I'm not necessarily saying he's a member of the Clinton body count. There is a logic behind doing this. These are both gossip rags, but they're both quoting police documents. Like, they're not saying, and then Elvis, who's still alive, came out of the bushes and said this. They're quoting police documents, and the police are like, we think he wanted to guarantee that he died. So he shot himself with a shotgun, and then if that didn't work, he would be hung. There's a, there's a twisted and dark logic behind that, and trust me, like I feel really bad for this family, and I can understand why they want to seal these documents. I'm not saying 100%. I've always been like, maybe the Clinton body count, maybe there's something behind it, maybe not. I don't know. Like You can just read lists of things, and it looks overwhelming. I've never been, like, a super supporter of it or a super denier of it. It's just because there's so many conspiracies out there. you got to kind of pick your ones you want to be interested in. I'm just surprised no one else is talking about this. That's my thing. It's super weird. This is something that people were accusing previous deaths relating to the Clintons to be. These just absolutely bizarre. It's mostly planes falling out of the sky. Very easy to sabotage a plane. And the Vince Foster one, where he shot himself multiple times with two guns, right? Tied up and shot himself. I heard all sorts of variations. And then here's one. The actual police report is so weird. He shot himself with a shotgun and then hung himself that any conspiracy theory... They should have been all over this, and that's what I find so fascinating. There's always been that conspiracy theory, about conspiracy theories, that Flat Earth is there to take a bunch of people away, people who would otherwise be looking into other conspiracy theories. They're looking into dumb stuff like Flat Earth, monkeys don't exist, trees are mountains, and they just get wrapped up in that stuff. And stuff like this just goes under the radar. Again, I don't know if this is there's anything to it. It could just be a man in a moment of desperation, killing himself. What I find weird is that no one else is talking about something this weird. And something this well-known. The Clinton body count is a meme at this point. People who would never ever know the name Vince Foster can see the image of the van on fire and being like, we have secret evidence on Hillary Clinton. And there's just a picture of a van on fire. They know that this should be fought. And I, it's funny because on the one hand, I find it odd that conspiracy theory community isn't talking about it. And on the other hand, for the family, it's probably good that they aren't. Because, you know what I mean? the, the Their family's going through this tragedy. But fascinating. The conspiracy theory community, man, they're if they're anything, they're unpredictable. You can never really guess what they're going to talk about. They'll talk about end of the world every single month. You'll see it just take over whole sectors of the conspiracy theory community. This happened two months ago. <whistles> Nothing. Nothing. Tragic story. Tragic story. And I would never heard of that. I never would have heard about it if they weren't suing to keep those documents closed. So that's what we call the Stry sound effect. When The harder you try to keep the lid on something, the more likely it is to get out. Absolutely bizarre mystery, personal tragedy, and just an interesting look at how the conspiracy theory community works. What they cover and what they don't is very, very telling. Very, very telling. Cantillions! Cantillions! His corpse, he's been burned! Oh no! We covered a Clinton story and they got to him. Hey, as long as they got to him and not me. We're going to reanimate him. We're going to tie strings to his charred corpse and we're going to make him walk. Onto to the Carpenter Copter, and we're going to leave behind Arkansas. We are headed all the way out to Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> the Carpenter Copter. The Carpenter Copter did break down a couple times in midair, but we were able to keep it going. The truth needs to get out. The truth about this vampire story. I don't know why we would be added to the Clinton body count. All we want to do is talk about some vampires. But... In typical Dead Rabbit radio fashion, are we really talking about vampires? Or are we talking about something far scarier? No, not mummies. We are kind of talking about vampires. But we're going to take a look at this young woman. She doesn't give her name in her posts. But we're going to call her Pamela. She goes by the name Butter My Tostitos. That's her username. But... Well, we'll get to the end. (laughs) And think she has some Tostitos, and she's like, "But I have no butter." We'll get to the end, and we'll talk more about the user herself in a second. But Pamela is someone who is special. Pamela is someone who has a special ability. Now we all want to be special in our own way, right? I think that's part of the human condition. But Pamela is definitely more special than you or me. She's psychic. She can read people's minds. This ability, to read people's minds, has let her stumble upon something known as the National Vampire Association. Pamela tells us this story. One day, she's in Boston, and she's walking by Suffolk University. There's a crowd of people just walking down the street, cars driving by, birds in the air, sun, high in the sky. And all of a sudden, her psychic powers detect a voice. A voice above all others in the crowd. But see, not a voice voice. It was a telepathic voice. She heard a voice in her head. I'm sure you can already see where this is going. She heard a voice in her head and she turns and she looks and she sees a man walking down the street and she hears him in her head going, I want to eat you up. I want to drink your blood, but I can't. The National Vampire Association told me, I can't eat you. The guy walks on by. She turns and she looks and it's just a normal man among all normal people walking through Boston that day. But now she knows the truth. He telepathically told her, about the National Vampire Association. She said once she was walking through Boston, mixed among a sea of ordinary humans, homo sapiens, some may call us, she hears a voice in her head. She looks over and she sees a man standing there. Maybe he's checking his watch. Maybe he's hailing a cab. Maybe he's... Other things you can do just standing there? But she can hear the voice in her head. His voice. It's not like she's going crazy or anything, right? It's not like these voices are in her own head. It's not like she's schizophrenic or something. She hears this voice in her head saying, I want to have sex with you. I want to have sex with you. I'm an old... Va- I probably should have said this part first. I'm an old vampire. I know I look like a normal person just standing here checking his watch, but no. I'm an old vampire, and I want to have sex with you. You know, whenever I do stuff like that, I'm always afraid I'll end up in some dubstep remix. Perfect sample. Her stories are this. She's walking among people, totally normal. None of them ever walk up to her and says, How do you know about the National Vampire Association? Who told you? How do you know? It's always her standing next to normal people and then them telling her how much they either want to have sex with her or how much blood they want to drink from her. It's constantly going on. And she believes that she's psychic and she believes she stumbled upon this nest of vampires. She says another time she's walking through Boston. This guy's walking down the street and he says, Oh, how I want to drag you into the alley and drink your blood. You're so tasty. I want to drink you up. But the the National Vampire Association told me I couldn't confound them. This is creepy. We've covered a lot of this type of stuff on the show, right? But a lot of times it's gang stalking. A lot of times it's like the military beaming stuff into people's heads. I can't really think of a time... Where the gang stalk and I'm sure we've covered this, but you know, what is this episode, 903? Where the gang stalkers themselves are supernatural. Now these people aren't necessarily gang stalking her, but what she's created, or what this mental illness has created, is a worldview where she is such a tasty bite that random vampires walking down the street want to eat her. And she's hearing them, and she's able to look at someone and go, I'm reading his mind. It's not like she just hears the voices in her head. Well, she is hearing the voices in her head, but she's also projecting it on this guy. And she goes, that guy wants to eat me right now. That guy wants to drink my blood. One point she goes to Japan, and she's in Osaka, Japan, and she meets these two people at a bar, and they telepathically tell her they want to cut her wrist open and make her... Strip for them while she's bleeding everywhere and they're licking her wounds. It's interesting because she keeps going back between the violent death of the victim of a vampire and sexuality and like raw sensual activities. Her brain kind of goes back and she's connecting these pathways, and that's a really bad place to be in when you start connecting violent thoughts, sexual pleasure, and just random people. I'm pretty sure that's a recipe for a serial killer. So anyways, she's walking around. She's telepathically hearing all of these voices. At one point, her friend is with her. And a vampire passes them. This is the only time we kind of get an idea. She says she was 17 in this story, in this little anecdote. Later on, she's at college. So I think she's probably in her late teens, you know, 18, 19, maybe up to 22, something like that. But when she was 17, she was still able to detect these vampires. And her and her friend are walking past this random guy. And he goes, oh, I want to eat your friend up. And she goes, why not me? Why why not me? She telepathically sends that back to him. And then the man, the quote unquote, the voice in her head responds. She eats vegetables. She's a vegetarian. She tastes better. And She's like, hmm. Interesting interesting tidbit that my mind has fooled me into believing. Here's the thing, here's the thing. She definitely is suffering from some sort of mental delusion. And right now, in this story that she's written, she's thinking random people are vampires. It's alarming because she thinks the vampires either want to drink blood from her, and she doesn't seem particularly afraid of that, or have sex with her, or both. So unless she's watching like Buffy 24 hours a day, I don't think she's going to snap in the sense that she has to hunt these vampires down. She doesn't seem particularly perturbed that these vampires exist or that they constantly want to keep drinking her blood because in the in the end, she's special. Right. Imagine being so special that not only are you psychic, that you are protected by the National Vampire Association. Basically, she's Belle. Was it Belle or Bella? Who was the girl from Twilight? I don't remember. Whatever her name was. Tracy? Her. You're that character from Twilight. And everyone wants to eat you, but nobody can. Because you're special. Obviously, an undiagnosed mental illness is only going to get worse. right? With treatment, a lot of them can get better. But if you're not even getting treated for this stuff, and if you start to believe that it's true, and you think that these random people are sending you these thoughts, what's the end result? Well, let's jump ahead. It's it's really interesting, too, because you can go, Jason, you've talked about vampires. You kind of believe in vampires. You believe that it's possible. Yeah, sure. I used to play Vampire the Masquerade. I love that role-playing game. I do love vampires, right? It would be awesome if vampires existed. It would be awesome if there was a National Vampire Association. It would be dope. Don't get me wrong. I believe in psychics. I believe a lot of them are scam artists, but not all of them, right? I believe in psychics. I believe in telepathy. So it has all the elements of stuff that I actually believe. Why are you so dismissive of this young woman? Well, let's jump ahead. This is actually her last post. She posted that about two years ago. And then one year ago, she posted this. This is the headline of this post. Quote, I'm coming here for help. She actually tried posting this on a couple different subreddits. She was posting this on the conspiracy subreddit, but she also tried posting it on the DID subreddit, which I think is Dissociative Identity Disorder. So at this point, she knows something's wrong. Remember, the start? probably before 17, she realized she was psychic. She's doing the psychic thing for a while. She thinks it's totally normal. Two years ago, she wrote the one about the National Vampire Association. One year later, and one year behind us, she wrote, quote, I'm coming here for help. I've been possessed by the United States Air Force. <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but that if you're that that's just a great title, right? That's just a great title. If I was in a alt-rock emo band, I think that might be the name of it. But I've been possessed by the United States Air Force. And she goes on to say that what has happened was since November 2019, what happened was she lost control over her body. Now, not all the time... And not total control, but it was enough for her to be worried. She was no longer able to move her arms and her legs when she wanted to. It was almost like she had to ask permission. It was almost like she had to fight against something. And she is telepathically told, she's getting these thoughts beamed into her head, when she's like, why, why can't I move? Who's doing this? The voice said, we're the United States Air Force and you belong to us now. She's all walking into recruiting center. She's like, "No! No, it's trying to make her salute." Ah! And the next thing, you know, she's flying a fighter jet. The United States Air Force has possessed her. And and so here we go, right? This is what we were worrying about when this young lady was saying telepathically vampires are saying they wanted to kill her. But she's just like, "Oh, you monsters. The National Vampire Association won't let you do that." And they're like, "Oh, zoinks! Uh, foiled again!" Now she says that the United States Air Force possessed her and made her drive made her drive 125 miles an hour down the road. You got a need for speed. You got, I mean, the Air Force is going to do anything. They're going to make you drive fast. They made her drive 125 miles an hour down the road and crash her car. Now she survived, which is good. But she said the United States Air Force did that. That wasn't her. She even, this is weird, right? She's typing this out on the conspiracy subreddit. They took it off the DID one. They just said, go get help. This isn't the place for this. Like, go get some mental help. This is like a Reddit, right? This isn't, this is not a replacement for real medical help. The conspiracy subreddit, they put up all sorts of stuff. But, anyways, she says when she's writing this post, she goes, I'm not even typing out this post. Like, I've lost control of my fingers. The Air Force is making me write this. Which is interesting, right? We talk about mimetic diseases. We talk about curses online. Like, was the United States Air Force making her write this po- This is so absurd now that I start saying it out loud. Is the United States Air Force making her write out this post so if other people read it, they also get possessed by the Air Force? I don't know. Probably not. I'm not. I don't actually think this woman was possessed by one of the five branches of the U.S. military. It's weird, too, right? I can understand believing in vampires. Vampires existing, wanting to drink your blood, wanting to have sex. That all fits the vampire mythos. Why would the United States Air Force possess you? I mean, again, it makes you special, right? But why would they do that? Well, apparently, they're just doing it as like a flex. They're doing it to just show how powerful they are. And then we, she goes, it's not just me, by the way. It's not just me that they're possessing. They also possessed my friend. Now, this is interesting. I don't know if this is a, what do they call it? A folly, ado, which is a mental illness shared by two or more people. And her friend is also suffering from mental illness. Or if at this point, Pamela's full on halluc- just hallucinating. Because if she can hallucinate a telepathic conversation, she says her friend told her this. But now that I'm thinking, I wonder if her friend telepathically told her this. She said, the United States Air Force also possessed my friend and made her almost get hit by a fire engine. Like there's a fire engine running down the road and tried to make her walk in front of the fire engine. But she fought back the Air Force. And then she said this. Which So what have we faced so far? High speed car crash forced to get almost ran over by a fire engine posting on reddit those are all three horrible things right those are all three of the worst things you could possibly imagine but then her friend this is also one of her friend's punishments over just read this quote here the united states air force quote forced forced her by the way this was not her this sounds like the greatest excuse ever forced Her, meaning the friend, United States Air Force, quote, forced her to eat a cheesecake piece and forced her to say, I like cheesecake to her family, unquote. It's kind of a cool possession, right? (laughs) If you're going to get possessed to do anything, you just eat, just eat cheesecake I mean, all, maybe she was lactose intolerant maybe she was like oh my stomach my stomach hurts and the United States Air Force is laughing and the mom's like if you like cheesecake honey I thought it made you sick but here's even more and you're like no no that's possible it's not written down it's not in the details so I just have to assume that uh, she ate some cheesecake that's not a bad punishment at all they're like Jason we control you go to Taco Bell every single day I'm like you monsters with a big old smile on my face Hee hee hee. So we have her wrapped up in this vampire conspiracy theory. No one's really being hurt. And then we go toward, a year after that, she's driving a car 125 miles an hour down the road, intentionally gets in a crash. The United States Air Force did this. Really, her last post, there's two final posts. And this one, this Buttermy Tostitos has not appeared online since last post was a year ago, or these last two posts were a year ago, where people are like, you need mental help. Like, the cons- even the conspiracy board. They weren't like, tell us more, tell us more. I also don't trust the government. They're like, it sounds like you need help. It sounds like you're going through some sort of mental health struggle. And um, this is uh, her second to last post. Quote, I don't know what to do. This person in my body is dangerous. They threaten to stab me and my family all the time. Do you have alters you can't physically control that threaten violence? Unquote. So now now we're talking about homicide and suicidal. I wouldn't even say this was ideation. Like, she's trying to fight... The urge to kill everyone and herself. Let's say it's a battle. It doesn't sound like it's just like, oh, I wonder what what happened if I killed my girlfriend type of thing. She's trying to stop it. And then this is when people go, you need to go to a hospital. Like you need to go. And the very last post said, I'm going to the ER today. And then she hasn't been online since. We cover stories like this. We've covered a lot recently. I hope I'm not falling into a rut. I find this stuff so fascinating because we talk about true crime most of the time after the fact. And in stories like this, we can see that buildup. And we don't know what happened to this person. Someone stabbing another person in the city of Boston, that's just 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. Right? It's a violent city. Most big cities are violent cities. It wouldn't even be in the news. If a young girl slaughtered her entire family, it'd be in the news. Maybe. But if a young woman grabbed a knife and just started slashing at people and the cops came and they sprayed her with mace and tased her and dragged her out, you would never know. It might be a local news story depending on what else was going on that day. So we don't know how this story ends. She's never posted since. She may pop up and start ranting about some crazy stuff. She may pop up and be like, yeah, I was really dealing with some hardcore mental illness for a while, but I'm doing better. I'm on the journey for healing. We don't know. We don't know how this story ended in real life. I just find it an interesting reminder at the look of that precipice. Honestly, we are all on. Because if you take apart everything she said, a lot of us believe in the individual parts. All she did was put them together. Most people who believe in the paranormal believe in stuff like telepathy, psychics, vampires, possession, experimental government, machinery, conspiracies within the government, black book projects within the government where they're testing all this stuff. We believe in pretty much all that stuff. I I guess I can't speak for you, but individually, if someone said there's a conspiracy theory that the United States Air Force is trying to build mind control rays, most people wouldn't blink at that. We'd go, oh, that makes sense because I don't trust the government. And it sounds like something it would do. Right? Did you know that human bodies can get possessed by some other world entity and can make you want to do violent things? <laughs> they're telling me that. My head's spinning around and thrown up everywhere. I was like, nope, never heard that. Fake news. Individually, we believe in all of these elements. All she did was put them together and put herself in the middle of it. And I think we all stand off to the side and we look at this stuff and we go, that's fascinating, that's so cool, da-da-da-da-da. But I think a lot of times we may be standing really, really close to that edge. Of just toppling into insanity. And since we already have... And I'm not judging, right? Because I believe in a lot of this stuff. but And this is the reason why I don't do hallucinogens. This is the reason why I don't really do any sort of drugs. Because I believe in so many crazy things. That if I took mushrooms and started seeing little elves in my house, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm hallucinating. I'll be like, finally. Finally the elves showed up. They can help me clean up. You know what I mean? I already believe in all sorts of things. And so any drug that pushes me a little bit more into visualizing those things, I don't even really drink because I don't like how things get warped to me. But yeah, I I mean, I, I keep saying us, but definitely me. Like I believe in a lot of these individual things and I am fully aware That it's very easy to go from where I'm at to where Pamela was at. Now, Pamela probably had an underlying mental illness, but there's a lot of people who are skeptics who would think I had an underlying mental illness. Because I believe in ghosts and demons and aliens Right? They're like, Jason, none of that stuff's real. Like, you'd have to be mentally ill to believe the stories you've told us about shadow people and demonically possessed people driving down the road. And you fought a witch, and you a dog stopped your car in the middle of traffic, like, and made you sit there for a while. Like, your stories are so insane. You have to be mentally ill to believe those things. To have seen the things that you tell people, you would have to be mentally ill. And I was like, no, no, those things were real. I saw those things fascinating look at the bottom of the cliff when we look at the story of Pamela and people like her. Right? We're standing on the edge and we're looking at the world of the paranormal but sometimes people just walk off of it. And whether she would have walked off because of an underlying mental illness or because she believed in these things coupled with an underlying mental illness we don't know. But you fall off that cliff And until you get help, there is no bottom. Mental illness is one of those things that you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper deeper. until somebody pulls you out. Maybe you can pull yourself out. Maybe it takes a group of people. Maybe it takes medication, meditation, religion, who knows? Something to get you out of that pit, but it is a bottomless pit. And we hope, Pamela is okay and her family is okay but the truth of the matter is she may not be deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be your email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com tiktok is at deadrabbitradio deadrabbitradio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day I'm glad you listened to it today Have a great one, guys.